0: finished. Hello. It's not, it's not finished. It's only just begun. Hello.
1: <laughs> hey guys. How's it going, Luke? I'm all right. Sorry I was late. Um, every year, my uh, my friends, for the past twelve years, we've all gotten together and had a big turkey fry. Oh. And um, I uh, made the mistake of eating some Phoenix wings, and <laughs> I had to take had to take care of some business. So.
2: Okay.
0: <laughs> Taking care of business. It's alright.
1: Taking care of business It's really hurting bad Alright
0: And welcome to another episode of Anime Freaks. We are now on episode four, and this is a special themed episode. This is Pluto Destruction Directive. And with me, as always, is my esteemed co-host, Gene Hendricks. I'm esteemed now.
2: Wow, I got a promotion.
0: It's better to be in a mad. Well, he's just esteemed. <laughs> and that other chuckle you heard is our guest tonight. Today, this evening, during the day, whichever time you're listening, Mr... Well, so, They say he's the host of a tokusatsu. Oh,
1: man, I butchered that. But <laughs> <laughs> well, we all know him as Luke Come Kanbanwa, Gene, uh, Dr. Bell, how you doing tonight, guys?
0: Domo arigato. <laughs> <laughs> Don't,
1: Don't touch my it. mustache. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh uh, yeah, you know. On second thought, from what I said earlier, maybe it's a good thing I didn't go to Japan.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can just see the headlines now. The tampa Bay what, what what's the paper in Tampa? The Tampa Herald. Local uh, man ruins everything. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sets back re- Japanese-U.S.
1: relations fifty years. years. Back to pre-war world two era. <laughs> Japan expelling all foreigners from her shores. <laughs> Luke
0: Jack, and Eddie called in to smooth things over.
1: <laughs> uh, unlikely, but anyway, yes. Thanks for having me on, guys. Tonight, I'm excited to talk about Star Blazers.
0: We are excited to have you. We are we are so much closer now to getting out of the solar system. We just cannot
1: wait. See, they need to get like the the engine, whatever engines the Gamelons use, because they seem to travel a lot faster than the uh, the Star Force does.
0: <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> what are they propelling those uh, planet bombs with? Those things seem to cook right through the, the solar system pretty fast. I think we have uh, uh, Luke actually uh, showed up. The two of us and brought
1: some news. <laughs> well, I remember on the last episode, you guys, uh, you guys asked, "Oh, does anyone have any Star Blazers news?" And you, you kind of chuckle because it's like, "Oh, it's a thirty-five-year-old show," you know. But uh, a couple of years ago in Japan, there was a, a remake series for the source material for space battleship yamato and that was called space battleship yamato 2199 now um in october last month there was a compilation film of this series released to theaters which was called uh space battleship uh, yamato 2199 a voyage to remember and like i said this was edited from i think three episodes of the series uh and it it had some interesting things in it besides this being a a compilation in the end credits they had some uh, i do you know some look-aheads to what happens to certain members of the crew which mm. i thought was pretty neat uh and that that's just it's just illustrations through the credits but the real thing real big piece of news is that in december on december 6th they're going to be releasing the film space battleship yamato 2199 star voyaging arc which is an original feature film that acts kind of as a sequel to the 2199 series uh, now, I'm not I'm not sure on the details on this, but I, I suspect if it's a sequel to the 2199 series, it'll probably involve the Common Empire.
0: Yeah, that's what I was just going to wonder, if it was going to take place um, during the Common Empire or in between the time frame between um, the first, I, first and second season.
1: I want to say there was – that I've read – and I don't know if this is 100% true because I've never seen the 2199 series, but I believe that there was – either an OVA or something where it showed like an early encounter between them and this comet empire. So I, I don't know if star voyaging arc will feature the comet Empire as the bad guys or what, but should be interesting to see. Uh, not, not sure of course on any release information on the series here in the States, but uh, you know, in today's day and age of fan subs and, you know, uh, video sharing, you, if you want to find it, you can probably find it.
0: Well, you know, while we're on the whole, well, obviously, Star Blazers, the Combat Empire thing. I don't know if we had – we might have talked about this gene in the past or maybe between ourselves. I don't know if we actually talked about it on an episode. And if I have, uh, forgive me for repeating myself. But on Face, not Facebook. On iTunes, I had found years ago – actually, these were put out in 2010 and 2011 by a group called Forward Momentum Productions – And they at the time had done audio dramas of Star Blazers. Have I ever talked to you about this?
2: You have. I actually I've listened to all of them so far. Okay, Uh, I wasn't sure. I I don't think we we mentioned on the show. I think that was when we were planning this initially. Oh, that's right, the two of us.
3: Okay,
0: what
2: did what have you thought about those? I mean, I think they're very very good. It's a little bit of a stretch to say, oh yeah, the Yamato is still around. But it's it's interesting because you get to see down the road what happens after the three series. And it, it's done very, very well. Unfortunately they're they're done with it, it seems.
0: Yes, they are done with this. They've gone on to do other audio dramas. I think at one point they were doing Bubblegum Crisis. Mm. Yes. In fact I just call called them up. The last one they did was you well, know, it looks like they stopped back in August of twenty thirteen. Because they had a uh, Bubblegum Crisis audio drama. And then prior to the Star Blazers one, they had been doing uh, Nice of the Old Republic.
2: Okay. Yeah, they, I only listened to their Star Blazers episodes. But it yeah. they were they were really high quality stuff. I, I enjoyed listening to those.
0: Yeah, I, I had found them because one or two of the guys that was doing some of the voices, one of them was named uh, his he had another podcast called the adventures of Indiana Jim, <laughs> and, and he did, I think it was Indiana Jim, and, and he did uh voiceovers and he, he talked about different techniques to how to record and such. And then that was mentioned. And then from that, you know, I, I followed this series and I've saved it onto my iTunes and I want to actually burn it onto a disc. So I don't lose it. If, the, if, uh, if the computer crashes, because it's actually, I haven't listened to the whole series in about two years. Mm -hmm. So I think it's time to go back and listen again. I do vaguely remember, like I had forgot that it takes place after the third series. I know that the common empire comes back is basically
2: what, what happens. Yeah. Because um, I can't remember the character's name in the common empire, but he's Prince, whatever Prince Zordar Prince Zordar. Mm -hmm. So this series it's after, yeah, it's like, three years or so after the comet empire and his dad gets involved because mm. apparently this was like a lone comet and they, They've got like hundreds of them.
0: Yeah. Each comet empire. Yeah. Like each ship is like the, that. was just one ship. Right. And he,
2: and in Zordor was, he was in exile. Mm-hmm. He actually was thrown out of the comet empire. So now his dad is coming for revenge. Because even though his son was disgraced and exiled, it's his son, so it's a debt right. of honor. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's 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 a very interesting series. And
0: uh, he sub they subjugate to Earth, and I believe Wildstar is kind of uh, well. A lot of it's told in like new, like it's a like it's a documentary. Mm. In that some of the things say. Well, there was a lot said about the common empire. you know, and then they'll quote like this, you know, this comes from Dr. So-and-so, and and then this comes from the journal of Derek Wildstar, and this comes from this person, and this comes from that person.
2: Have have you guys ever seen uh, Outlaw Star? Yes. I'm not sure. In the beginning of Outlaw Star, they would have a little info dump before the episode, and it was just like, and, you know, the the grappler ships were invented by, and they'd go through this little thing, and then into the episode. It was kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Where you get you get the information because you're you're started in the middle of a, a rebellion. Right, the, the Earth is rebelling against the Comet Empire, and so you're just thrown into it, and then you get some backstory. And it, uh, I think it was about halfway through, they did a full on flashback episode.
0: Uh, yeah, it was almost like a. Hold on, I'm looking at it right here. Yeah, they did six episodes. Then they did, uh, and it was called sea, sea of Stars is the name of it. And then they did Sea of Stars Invasion, which was a flashback as to how they got to the to Sea of Stars Episode 1, where that came from. Each one of the episodes is about uh, no more than a half an hour or so, but then the Invasion 1 is an hour. And then what they called Season 2, which was actually Episode 7 through 12, those are all, again, about a half an hour piece. Mm-hmm. So it really doesn't take long to listen to. But it's not I,
2: yeah. I I burned through it pretty quick, but it's still it's very well done. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I would highly recommend anyone to, who either go online and look under Forward Momentum Productions, or go on iTunes or your pod machine of choice and look up Sea of Stars or Forward Momentum and pull up there and take a listen. It doesn't look like. I don't know if they're just on hiatus or what's what what's going well, on.
2: I I looked at their uh their website and apparently things are going so slow that this was in August that uh, of this
0: year or last uh, year
2: August of this year. Okay, guy said that basically they're not going to have anything for twenty fourteen. Mm. And well,
0: there's a lot that, of production values in these in this yes. audio.
2: Yeah. So uh, in that he says that they intend to stockpile stuff so that in 2015, they'll start releasing things on a fairly regular basis.
3: Mm,
2: So it's, it Mm. it's on hiatus while things are being built, you know, because obviously they're not making any money from this. Right. So they're, they're doing it all in their spare time. And for that, uh, that amount of quality, It's got to take forever because I know, you know, for my pathetic show, it takes me four hours to do one half hour episode. So it's (laughs) I I have nowhere near that quality. (laughs) Yeah, there's there's a lot of a lot of good, good. I mean, really
0: in depth with the sound effects and voice modulation. There's you know, it's it's not just a few people getting together, doing recording like we're doing and and then we're done. I mean, there's a lot of work that's really put in, in into it and i would highly recommend going out finding it i don't do did their website have any type of donation page on it
2: uh it doesn't look like it. it's a shame it's got auditions contact about us you know i don't see any donations it's basically a blog oh
0: okay. it, is
2: essentially what their page is it, it's uh just it's just ford
1: momentum hmm mm, okay
0: yeah, Luke, I would definitely scope that
1: yeah, out. I'll definitely check that out. That sounds really neat. Uh, just just on a just really tangential, you guys were saying about the defeat of the prince of the Comet Empire and then his dad shows up. Mm. Just really oddly reminds me of part of the plot in uh, Pirate Sentai Gokaija because the the bad guy in that is a young prince whose name is Warsgill, and he's he's a total fop. <laughs> it's a goofball. And he's like, you know, he's all like, oh, it, 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 it kind of hangs a lampshade in the, oh, let's send one monster a week down to go fight the, the you know, instead of sending the whole army of monsters. Because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I I think, you know, it's like, I think we can send one monster down to beat him. And it's like, no, that doesn't work. It's like, yeah, it'll work. It, it's good. It's a good idea. That kind of uh, sounds
0: like uh, Voltron with the five lions.
1: Yeah, well, the uh, so the, uh, so, uh, but eventually Warsgill ends up getting uh, himself killed, and then his dad shows up, and he's not happy about it at all. <laughs> <laughs> but he sent him to take to, to conquer Earth because it should have been an easy job, and uh, so when then Actos Gill shows up after his son dies, and uh, the uh, stuff gets real. It's just uh, okay.
3: so. <laughs>
1: all right but we are not a go kaija pod- podcast no, that, that, as, as that's neat okay. as that would be <laughs> that's
0: okay we this this is this does this is crossover stuff that you know last time we had uh we had matt on and uh you know we were talking star wars and, and everything that he, he does so we can we can cross the streams it's okay here yes just like this is a two true freaks this is on the network so we're Crossing but district. we're not on the feed so that's but on the feed, <laughs> feed.
1: <laughs>
0: break your arm <laughs> well uh, should we uh maybe take a little break and come back and get started into the reflex gun sure yes sir we'll be right back
1: this is tokyo once a city of six million people Reflex gun on Ice Planet Navarone. <laughs> yeah,
0: that would have been the alternate title to
1: this show. Yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, by the way, we're back. Oh, the reflex gun on Planet Navarone.
1: Yeah. Well, you know uh, the you know Balster Galactica did essentially the same story, and they called it's it the Gun on Ice Planet, planet Zero. Zero. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> which I actually sent. I found another quick sci-fi tangent, which also another tangent to the tangent I was just going to do. Glenn Larson died. Yes. Yeah, I saw that. So that, that just happened. So that's kind of sad as well. But I had found a um, a fan edit of Galactica
3: 1980. Oh,
0: boy. But they had taken like three or four different episodes. Oh, hold on. Let me find it. I actually watched it, and
1: it was. <laughs> Which is more than we could say for the original Galactica
0: 1980. Well, they had. No. <laughs> they they had rem- Oh, let me see if I can find it. I know it's here somewhere. I've got to look through my long list of things I have saved. Do, 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 Well,
2: I have to say, Galactica 1980, that was, even when I was a kid, when I saw that, I, it, it wasn't original broadcast, but it, it was fairly close after. And I saw that, and they had one episode as, oh, your Vipers are going to be invisible now because we painted them with invisible paint. <laughs> <laughs> and even at that young an age, I'm like, what? Okay,
0: <laughs> here, here we go. Now, oh, wait a minute. That's not the same one.
3: <laughs> this,
0: Sorry, this was another one that I looked at from the same guy that did the, e- e- the editing on YouTube. His name is Battlestar1999. And he did one called Judgment Day, which is an updated version of my Judgment Day, which takes the Galactica 1980 episode, The Return of Starbuck, and edits out the Galactica 1980 elements, trying to bring it into line with the original series. And it says, I like to think of it as an episode from the second season that never was. So basically, he took this, mixed it in with some other existing Galactica stuff from the first series, mm-hmm. and made this a Galactica episode. The other one he did was called "The Promised Land," and that is he had edited like. Uh, where's the original? It has a better write up on it. Now it's jumping me around to different stuff. But anyway, he had edited together. It was like a more of a true ending to the original. Battlestar Galactica. He did mix in some of the uh, nineteen eighty elements. Some of the moments are a little hokey, but he yeah, even he even pulled in stuff from. I guess there was uh, an aborted Battlestar Galactica animated series that was going to take place.
3: Really?
0: That he had, and he actually had footage from that that he pulled in. So that the whole movie is about. It's it's forty four minutes, but it's called Battlestar Galactica: The Promised Land. And he last updated it in November 2013. There's even scenes from V. He edited stuff in with V. Okay, where the ships are over, coming over the cities, and everybody's standing and looking at them. It's uh-huh. They have the shot from L.A. where it's the Battlestar Galactica is hovering above the city. And the oh. guys are looking at it. How is it just sitting there? And, and then when John the leader of the visitors beams down or c- comes down to the top of a building. Mm-hmm. They be he put a hologram of Adama there instead. Oh, wow. So mm-hmm. there's been some work to it. It's, 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 it's not bad. And probably the best is that, okay. In Galactic 1980, you had Kent McCord, yeah. right? Who yeah. uh, was also on what he was on one of the police dramas. I can't remember. Was it on Adam 12 or was he on emergency 51?
2: I think it was at. I mean, was yeah. an emergency.
0: No, 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 because that was Kevin rant. Matt, well, well, we did. Anyway. Whatever.
1: <laughs> Whatever. Where, where's Andy Leyland? He probably knows all this crap off the Yes. Top of his head. Yeah.
0: Well, <laughs> I sent this to Andy too, and I said, "You, you need to see this because of the ties to other shows." All yeah. right. So, Kent McCord played Boxy in. He was the adult Boxy in Galactica 1980.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: He, Kent McCord, the actor, also played John Crichton's father in Farscape. Uh So they actually edit in, they have at the end of this Galactica thing, Kent McCord saying goodbye to his son, who is John Crichton. See, it all, it's, it's all connected. It's all together. It was, it was very interesting. I, it's worth, it's 44 minutes. I'd go watch it. So anyway, back, back to, back to what we're here for, which is anime freaks. I guess that's enough sci-fi (laughs) sidetracking. The
1: sci-fi uh, sidetrack, coming soon on 2TrueFreak.com.
0: <laughs> That'll be this segment. This'll be Yeah, there this, you go. <laughs> time for the sci-fi sidetrack segment. Wow, I can't <laughs> believe I said that without stuttering. Uh, three S's in a row, suffering succotash. So I, I guess I will begin with the, uh, we're going to do one big long synopsis for the two ep- episodes. I'm going to read part one and then my, my cohort is going to take over and do part two. As we begin for our telling of the Reflex Gun. As the Argo approaches, Pluto, Colonel Gantz, the Gamelon Commander stationed at the base on the planet, decides to lure in the Star Force to Pluto so he can destroy it and claim the glory of the kill to execute the attack. The Gamelons launch a barrage of planet bombs towards Earth, and dispatch the fleet on Pluto to coax the Star Force towards the planet, where Gans hopes to strike the killing blow with the Gamelon's new Reflex Gun—a gun that has so much power, so much more power than the Wave Motion Gun. The pl- yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. So
1: much more power.
0: Yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah, because the Star Force—never mind. We'll get to that in a note. <laughs> the plan works as the Star Force sets sail for Pluto in hopes of stopping the missile bombardments against the Earth. Unfortunately, this places the Argo within the range of the reflex gun. The reflex,
3: reflex,
0: reflex, and the weapon's first shot hits the Argo. Navigator Mark Gump Venture <coughs> manages to stabilize the Argo by using the rocket anchor, which is just freaking cool and side thrusters to stop the battleship in the orbit of Pluto's moon. Thinking they are hidden from the reflex gun by the moon, the Star Force takes a moment to rest. Ah. But the Gamelons make use of reflector satellites in orbit around Pluto to strike at the battleship from the far side of the planet. They hit the Argo again, this time forcing it into Pluto's equatorial sea. The Star Force notices that the... Reflex gun's beam can't penetrate the water surface, which I'll have notes about that. Mm -hmm. But they, oh, this is where they mix the two together. So I will just hand it off like a hot potato to my buddy.
2: (laughs) But the Star Force can't stay submerged forever. So a plan is devised to send out a strike force to destroy the gun, and Wildstar is put in charge of it. I don't know why, but he is. (laughs) Wildstar's strike force is dispatched to locate and destroy the reflex gun, which they believe is under the ice since it did not appear on their radar, and that leads them to a suggestion that the team look for cooling towers to locate the gun. To aid in this effort, Avatar orders the Argo to repeatedly surface and submerge to lure the Gamelon commander into firing the gun. Eventually, Avatar and his crew locate the general area of the gun and launch missiles in the directions to help the strike force find the weapon. This works, and the team enters the Reflex gun cooling tower. With IQ-9 reprogramming himself to have a welder in his (laughs) finger, the strike force manages to bypass the booby traps and plant explosives on the gun. The explosion destroys not only the gun, but most of the Gamelon base, which was also apparently under water, which we didn't know until this, this episode. With the reflex gun now out of commission, Avatar orders the Argo to surface and to prepare to finish off the Gamelon base. Shaken, Gamelon Colonel Gans elects to retreat from the planet instead of staying to fight.
3: <laughs>
2: Unsurprised by his subordinates cowardice, Gamelon leader Deslocke orders Pluto's commander to engage the Star Force, knowing that this will mean certain death for the colonel and his forces. Avatar's victory against the Pluto base provides some relief for the Earth by eliminate further planet bombing. Earth has only three hundred and fifty-four days left.
0: Alright, I have an explanation as to why the gamelons are pink on Pluto.
2: Okay. I, That's what they look like when they're cold?
0: Exactly! Aha! Uh-huh. Because when humans are cold, they turn blue. So gamelons <laughs> are cold, they turn pink. They turn pink. Fair enough. There you go. And and, and if you're gonna and I know how you love to trick me up, Gene, because I'm ready for you this time because you're going to say, well, then why was was uh, Desloc pink later on the episode? The air conditioning was too low.
2: (laughs) Well, he obviously wasn't that cold in that room because he had triplets with him,
0: but he had walked away from them, So he wasn't absorbing their body. heat. See, I got you this time, man. I was
2: ready. (laughs) Uh, So Pluto, apparently 200 degrees below freezing, but has liquid water. Well, you know it. It
1: doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be water. It could just be. You know, uh, you guys were talking about this last time when they were on Jupiter with plants. It's like, okay, well, maybe plants here don't behave like plants on Earth. They are alien, after all. They maybe it's, it's a liquid, but doesn't have to necessarily be water. It could be another, you know, semi-viscous liquid.
0: Mm-hmm. I did notice though that they did say equatorial sea. Yes. So if it's like Earth, then maybe it's warmer at the equator. Although it's so far away from the sun, it shouldn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: all it relative, just, you know. It yes, a
0: giant ice ball. But <laughs> I was like, okay, I'll I'll give him an out on that. I'll I'll let that one go. Oh,
2: speaking yep, of letting, speaking of letting stuff go, last time we were complaining about how WildStar is com- constantly whining. <laughs> I'm gonna let that go because in this episode, Venture is an ass. Oh yeah, I got a note. <laughs> hey, Wildstar, we're approaching Pluto. Didn't your brother die
3: there?
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? Tell them there's a there's a Wildstar coming. Like, or yeah, great. That works out so well for your brother. They were really fair to him. <laughs> they shot his ship full of holes. Yeah. My note was yeah. Thanks for bringing up the bad memories, Mark. <laughs> <Sure>.
3: <laughs>
1: Well, this was an interesting uh, double episode for me to watch because Star Blazers is a little before my time. Uh, being born in, in 1980, I, I knew of Star Blazers, but I never saw it until a little bit later on in my life. I'm much more familiar firsthand with shows uh, of the same style, like Voltron or Robotech, the import anime shows. But so watching this one just as a kind of a, even it's a double episode, there's not a whole lot of character here. It's a lot of action.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, it kind of eases you into understanding this who everybody is and all that. It's like, okay, he's the guy wearing red stripes. <laughs> So he, okay, I got what's going on here. I see what you're doing here, Star Blazers.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, well, you want to talk about not letting things go. I I didn't understand how uh, Avatar knew instinctively there was life on Pluto. Oh. It says, I oh, we'll fire that. the wave motion. We can't. There's life down there. It's like, oh, oh there's no. life on Pluto. <laughs> <laughs> i like. There's well, yellow dogs down there. You can tell from the bark. But, <laughs> but it's like how does he know that? like life on Pluto? Uh, okay.
2: Oh no, that it's called
1: the reflex gun. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, when they fire the reflex gun, how do you know the name? Really? Yeah. There was no there was no
0: communications between the two of you. My note about Pluto is life on Pluto. Fuck Pluto! (laughs) What have they ever done for us? Uh, They give us
2: grape jelly, apparently.
0: Maybe if you guys could figure out how to dial that gun back, you wouldn't destroy whole frickin' planets.
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah, now let's, let's get into that, shall we? The wave motion gun destroyed an entire continent in one shot. The reflux gun hit the Argo four different times
0: no 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 wait 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 no wait those other shots it was deflected by water didn't they shoot it out of water yes <laughs> it's based they even make the a point light. of saying oh its energy was dissipated by the water well if that's the case how did it even get out of the water to begin with
1: uh, i like that they, they they just it's really lucky for them that it does though isn't it because they just kind of like well maybe this will work because yeah. if it doesn't, they're kind of boned, aren't they? <laughs> Real good tactical decision. Well, I, I I read this once, that energy beams don't like water, so... Going up, <laughs> going down. Also, I so, uh, just want to say the reflex gun, totally not phallic in any way. oh
0: no, like, no, especially the energy stuff. Yeah. Surprising.
2: The, the Gamelons like the phallic stuff, apparently.
0: Yeah, <laughs> just like the totally non-phallic, uh, you know missiles again that yeah. actually start out phallic but then become little fat mushrooms <laughs> and again with the floor map When where did they get this nice detailed map of Pluto
2: I am like what, what
1: standard issue Yeah. Uh, everybody knows that
0: I like how yeah. when uh, uh, Gans first has his plan and he tells uh, Bane uh, yeah. I don't think Bane's buying it because he's like what <laughs> <laughs> you're just, what you're going to lure him here are you out of your mind
1: Uh and then Bane was like, no, oh, that's wrong, Bane. I'm sorry. <laughs>
3: oh, yes. Stop loss.
0: Livestock. i got to cover and- up my mouth. Again.
3: Oh, yes. Starstar. Yes. <laughs> You fight like a younger man.
0: Always using no. the wave motion gun. Well,
1: oh, now I'm a Ryan.
0: Oh, here comes <laughs> <laughs> the, the
1: The Gamelons have just—I don't know—it's you know they're they're a, obviously a very technologically advanced race. They they managed to you know uh, you know uh, irradiate the Earth and wage war on a galactic scale, but. You know, Gant still uses the old-fashioned remote control with the cord that connects it to the television. Oh,
0: that is such a cool... Re- it's like a, like a three-mouth duck head or something. He's got little
2: things. I was just we- going to call it ergonomic, and you're calling it a three-mouth duck head.
0: Okay. <laughs> That's what it looks like. That is a nice... Re- yeah, it's got a wired remote. With yeah, a
1: <laughs> like, I remember the first VCR we had had that. You know, yeah. where it just said pause and record. You had to flick the little button up and down. <laughs> Oh, I wish I had
0: a triple duck-headed remote for my TV. Okay. <laughs> and it, I think Gabalon and uh, Gabalons? Gabalon. yo Gabba Gabilon. robots. I think Gabalons are like the Minnesota Fats. They're the master pool players of the universe with
1: the you know with the bank shots with the energy. Yeah.
3: Oh yeah.
0: Well, side pocket.
1: <laughs> uh, well, between, between between the old-fashioned remote and how their squadron of fighters. Their engines sound like 125 cc motorbikes. <laughs> it's like, oh, we're go- are we going to go fight the Argo, or are we going on the motocross circuit? What are we doing here?
0: Oh, okay, how? Pre- all right. How prepared are the Gamelons? All right. They have. They thought far enough ahead to bring submarines. Yes. And yes. And <laughs> depth charges, but they have nobody guarding the wave. They have nobody guarding the reflex gun. What? Well, Nobody's they do. They had
1: the
2: electrified hallway and the electrified floor. Because
1: <laughs> uh, those never, those never, yeah. uh, never well,
2: fail. Well, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but it I didn't get a chance to check the Japanese version. It looks like half of the Strike Force gets fried.
3: Yeah. When they
2: <laughs> run around the corner and suddenly you say, oh, wait, it's electrified. And IQ9's standing there already. There's a look of horror on Wildstar's face with a red light on it. I'm pretty sure that was the advance party running around and getting killed. Mm. Well, we don't before. see him again
1: after that, I don't think. No, we don't. So. Oh, yeah. no.
0: In, you mean Cato?
1: Yeah, Cato. <laughs> Johnny <laughs> McRedpants? yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, that was the
0: one guy that, that shoots the protozoa Kato. Like, come on. You can name the guy Kato. <laughs> protozoas of Pluto. I think I'm gonna hurl.
1: Hey you know, pro- hey, don't don't knock Protozoas of Pluto. I saw them once. They opened up for melted butter. It was a great show, man. You should open your mind a little bit to new to new experiences. They look like see through hordas.
0: No kill well, high.
1: They're just certain relations of gloop and gleep from the uh, That
0: was what I thought.
1: <laughs>
0: so, whoa, are you guys on loan from the Herculoids? Or what's going on here?
1: Mm. I don't wow. know. It, it's the, the the reflex gun for all the silliness. I do dig it. It's it, the, the idea of shooting. Well, first off, like I said, kind of the elephant in the room that we played at. it's The plot is essentially the guns of Navarone, yes. where yeah. you've got the you know the the super gun that it has to be taken out, and the only way to take it out is to get a small team to go in there and take the the gun out. Kind of a standard plot, but. You know that that's the Guns of Navarone is one of those plots that's been adapted to a, a dozen different action shows over the years. We were we were talking, you know, Boulter Galactica obviously did it as well, and about the same time as this, oddly enough. But uh, but the idea of them shooting the reflex gun where they use the satellites to aim it, I thought that was just really cool. That yeah, remind, that, mm-hmm. that was cool. Yeah, that really? reminded me of the uh, the fire mirror from Godzilla vs. Biollante, where they mm-hmm. used the oh, okay, artificial yeah. diamond mirror to reflect Godzilla's beam. Adam, same idea of oh, yeah, well, well, we'll just shoot it right back at you. Uh, but, you know, and, and uh, at, at first I thought that, you know, the idea, oh, we'll surface and trick him into firing. That That's okay once. It starts getting a little ridiculous. Well, he finally caught on to it. Yeah.
0: You know, f- f- and that it's like, all right, at least he finally gets wise and says, yeah. all right, we're, we're going to switch satellites and uh, we're going to shoot to one behind them. Yeah. You know, <laughs> sneaky avatar. I want his pocket watch. Is that a oh, space that a pocket
3: cool watch? watch. Yeah.
2: Like,
0: I, I went back and froze that. I'm like, what are all those different, what what the, what?
2: Well, he can convert to minutes if he needs to.
0: He can <laughs> he convert to space minutes. Uh,
1: space no. minutes. <laughs> yeah, just, uh, uh, yeah no, but the, like I said, from an action standpoint, this had a lot of good uh, ship-to-ship combat, and I don't mean ship-to-ship like the girls on Tumblr uh, say it. I mean actual naval-style combat.
3: <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: The uh, the the like the, the, the you know they they Gamelons fire the missiles and so the Argo fires their ant- their missile to missiles. Oh, those
0: missile were cool. Missile that missile was, was like a Tholian web thing. What, yeah,
1: uh, it, it's that was like the
0: pulse like, missiles. It's, they called them, I think.
1: Yeah, it's it's like how uh, like a um, uh, a jet will drop shaft. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's basically what it was. It was just creating an interference screen that the missiles ran into
0: and but they just blew them up. The
1: it's like Girl. yeah,
2: we got to see a lot of new weapons on the Argo. Mm-hmm. In this one, I mean, we got the rocket anchor, we got the anti-missile system, we got the um, uh, what did they call them? The uh, the anti-aircraft guns on the side of the ship.
0: Oh yeah. Oh, and you know when when they actually uh, when Avatar ordered to turn to starboard, they actually turned starboard this
1: time. <laughs> this time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got and a, a per- question about the the rocket anchor. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay? They say we can't slow down because the brakes don't work. Uh-huh. Okay? So they fire the rocket anchor and they anchor themselves down.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Shouldn't they just be sitting there with the engines on full bore?
0: Well, I maybe mean, they just shut the engines off? But, <laughs> I,
1: I don't okay. know. Cause, Cause, okay. Oh, come on by that then. Okay, because I'm yeah. just it's like, okay, you good job, you're now going in a circle.
0: Because <laughs> I, I had big problems with that too, because, okay, they fire the rocket anchor, and then they even show everybody kind of Leaning to one side. Man, the G Forces should have thrown all of them up against the wall and killed them.
3: Because <laughs> none of, of them are wearing seatbelts seat
0: belts <laughs> like Nova. <Nova's, laughs> everything happens. She's jumping out of her chair. She turns she's in midair and turns two different directions. She's making <laughs> Lieutenant Ahora look like a chump. You know. She's just like, God, woman, sit down and buckle yourself in.
2: Well, that's just it. She sit she's sitting down. That's like, oh, we're about to get hit. Let me stand up. And then after they get hit, she sits down again.
0: Now, they did say something about after they fired the rocket anchor um, that they fired some thrusters. Because if not, they would have just spun in a big circle and slammed. Right. The That's moon.
1: what I was thinking. It's like, it was, yeah, we fired the, the side thrusters, which are for maneuvering. But you got to imagine the main engine is more powerful than the maneuvering thruster. Right. You
0: would think so. So unless they just shut it off, which, and then the thrusters allowed them to break,
1: you I I don't know. I don't know. maybe maybe they called in like Dan Gardey soft screen to catch him and it's like, okay, you're stopped now. There you go. Mm.
0: <laughs> it's like, Oh, we took a hit. So there's there's a
1: oh well, there's just a hole in the aft deck engine
0: room. Kroom and Bob floated out, but we're fine. <laughs> <laughs> like there's a hole in the aft engine room and you're just eh, oh, we'll be okay. Don't worry about it. I've got thirty seconds of show time. I'll fix it. <laughs> <laughs> if only I could have a break for three and a half minutes. You're killing me, Captain. <laughs> and wait a minute wasn't wasn't he on the bridge? Why is yeah? Shouldn't his battle station be in the engine room? <laughs> What what are you doing? Get off the bridge, you idiot!
1: <laughs> you, you, you don't you don't get star money without FaceTime, my friend. You know
0: <laughs> I gotta get me cut this episode. I can't be working fries. How am I supposed to make any money if I ain't working cash? We we finally got to see Doctor Sane again. He was doing his Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, impersonation. <laughs> give these give these crewmen some air.
1: I like that. It's like just give yeah. them air, fresh cool air, yeah. sixty five <laughs> degrees Fahrenheit. Shut up. <laughs> Instead him not a case of Perry air, they'll be okay. <laughs>
0: That's what it sounded
1: like. <laughs> Give him a shot. I like I, I like he, I like how Sane looks. I uh, again, not having watched a lot of the show, I always love how Doctor Sane looks. Like he stumbled in from a different anime. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, okay, you're supposed to be on next, buddy. No, th- this is the space opera. The goofy <laughs> comedy comes on at seven thirty. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know he's the only one that doesn't look human. <laughs> I mean, he's like, just... why, do, why do we have why do we have like a hyper evolved ape as our doctor? Is we Has it come to this? Did Jack Kirby write this <laughs> aspect of the show? <laughs> 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 oh, I got
0: another note about using the wave motion gun. I, I guess I see Captain Avatar's point because it would be like using a wrecking ball to kill a fly, you know, by using the wave motion gun. But yet still, they should learn how to dial that thing back and control it. Not just. Yeah. Be... You know, plus it takes too. Like we said last episode, it takes too long to line up to do the shot. You know, all right, pull the trigger. All right, let's let's break for lunch because
3: <laughs> things not
0: going to go off for a couple of minutes. Um, all right, did you notice how easy the small? And I've got a way to explain this one. Uh-huh. How the small fighters were able to take out the ships, whereas like in the first episode, those mm-hmm. ships were just ripping through.
3: The Star yeah, Forces. You
2: had, you had a battleship, an Earth battleship, shooting at those exact ships, mm-hmm. and it bounced off. And now you have a, a one-man fighter, yep, shooting it, and they blow up. And then you have the um, the uh, shock cannons just shooting in their vicinity, <laughs> and they blow up.
1: Yeah, well, they, they should have shielded their exhaust ports better. I think. Yeah, really. The, uh... yeah, right <laughs> below the main port. Yeah. About a meter wide. <laughs> I've turbo-lasered womp rats smaller than that.
0: <laughs> but my explanation, here's my in-show explanation, is that the wave motion tech has been incorporated into the weapon systems of the small fighters, enhancing their, their capability.
1: Mm-hmm. See, what I thought is, because they wanted to lure them in, they sent out, you know, like drone ships or Dungie something ships. that wasn't as well-armored yeah. just to say, hey, look at us, we suck! Don't you want to come and kill us? Huh? Huh? This, this yeah. was the paper mache fleet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, maybe it's like the Gamelon training fleet that they do target practice on. It's like, hey, yeah, look at this—we have no armor. Because then, you know, hey, you guys,
0: huh? I had three—I had three words for that whole, you know, bullseye, run away, it's a trap. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Now, is it—is it just me or does Colonel Gantz have a lazy eye or something? He's he's "Ah." got—he's got that weird look. And, and he travels around in a giant old style light bulb to get like down into the base. <laughs> yeah, like what is he in a t- is he I, in a tube or something? Uh,
1: well, you know he he takes his lessons from like Ernst Stavro Blofeld from *You Only Live Twice*. <laughs> a little monorail. Well, I I love that they have the the little you guys talked about this before the little communicator for Deslock. Yeah. Just sitting there and it's never used. Oh, the big giant head—the big giant head of Deathlock just kind of staring out. It's like that would get weird after a while. Your (laughs) boss's face right above your TV—is
0: it watching me? (laughs) Oh, and we got a shot from the credits this episode. Um, Yes. When it gets broadside, when it gets broadsided, Mm -hmm. that's Uh. that's straight out of the credits. And I believe when it splashes into the ocean too. So, like, Uh, if this was Andy Leyland's game, we would be drinking when we saw
3: that.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I. That's that is probably a reuse animation of it going down to the water, because I know they probably, do that at yeah. least one more time. All right. And the big
0: uh, the big elephant in the room, I guess.
2: <laughs> Relax, we're going to be all right. <laughs> what Yeah. <the> fuck.
0: <laughs> OK, they went they went they just didn't sink down into the water. Does this thing have artificial gravity and keeps them? OK. D- uh, all right. They go, not only do they go upside, they roll over and go upside down, then they go bow, the the, the stern comes up, the bow goes down, straight down. Tell me they're not bouncing around the inside of the ship. Is, is there artificial gravity that's keeping them down on right side yes. up
2: in the yeah. deck? Because remember in the one episode, the artificial gravity went off and they were all floating around. Yeah, but th- you're telling me there's internal dampeners that could... Uh, you're
0: willing to accept that all, right, all right, all right, <laughs> all right. A
2: World War II battleship in
3: space. <laughs> I'll
1: let it go, I'll let it go. Okay. Now the thing with me is they, they hit the water pretty hard. It's like, wow, it's a good thing that that didn't damage them or, you yeah. know, cause a big tear in the hole to flood everyone and kill them all because that, that would have been really bad. Well, what about that
0: big hole in the back by the Aft engine room They, by they,
1: by they sealed out. it.
0: Yeah. And what, do, do, do the Gamelons have cameras everywhere?
1: I think at this point, I think it's a safe bet to say yes.
0: Because yeah. they showed them, oh, there they are. They're upside down on the bottom of the ocean.
2: Well, they've been on that moon so long, they built submarines.
3: Yeah.
2: And then uh, uh, depth charges.
1: Yes. Yeah, I mean, the submarines I can buy a bit more than the depth charges since we've established that there is, you know, protozoas uh, of Pluto on there. Maybe they were using them to hunt down the indigenous life, or to uh, you know, or or you know, uh, search for any type of material or minerals they could use for their for material for building or whatnot. That at least I can at least buy that. Mm -hmm. You know, they've obviously been established on this base on Pluto for some time. But the depth charges again, unless you are planning on there being something down there that you're going to mine it to blow it up. What do you, Why do you have that? It's like in the movie The Green Slime. They land on an asteroid that, and they bring laser rifles. It's like, what do you intend to shoot? Rocks?
0: <laughs> Target practice. <laughs>
1: We're gonna shoot Luciana Paluzzi and leave her here. She's a problem. But anyway,
0: but uh, um, so I had a vibe from the airplane movie when uh, when Nova walks up to Derek and says, "Here's a matter of." <laughs> Here's a map of Pluto. And his reaction made, made me think of the guy Johnny that's in in the control tower when Lloyd Bridges goes, Johnny, what do you make of this? <laughs> I so badly wanted to see him go, Oh, I could make, I I could make, make a, hat. B- a hat. I could make a hat. I could make a brooch. I could make a pterodactyl. Because he was just so deadpan. Here's a map of Pluto. Oh, thanks. Well, da-da-da-da-da. that's. <laughs> I guess I'm the only one that got that. or that Well, not got it, but had it at that moment. I was watching yeah. it. The recon boat was pretty cool, and it was also yeah. an Amphib vehicle later on because it's got wheels that suddenly come out of somewhere.
2: Yeah, that was cool. And did you notice they actually used the third bridge?
0: Yes, yes.
2: Why? I have no idea. But they used it. That's, it that's a running gag in Star Blazers because everything always damages the third bridge.
0: And this time they actually used it. Well, yeah, and I I didn't even remember that that was ever used in, in the show. I had forgot yeah, me about that. Neither. This. You know, because we talked last episode that it was like, did not that get ripped off when they crash landed on the the uh, the floating continent? Right. Because <laughs> it's underneath the ship. They repaired it. Now, <laughs> they got a spare one. I believe in 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 the live action movie that thing does get ripped off.
2: Yeah, in the live action movie because. That's one of the things that w- the first time I saw it, I, one character said, oh, yeah, I'm assigned to the third bridge. I'm like, oh, he's dead.
3: Yeah. <laughs> and he actually did die.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because he could. Yeah. Now. And I think towards the end of the series, when they go to a certain place, doesn't that get eaten off by something? Uh,
2: I, I think you're right. And yeah. acidic
0: ocean or something. Yeah. I
2: think it falls off. Yeah. I think that's one of the things that gets destroyed. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But
2: so that's uh, a little ways down the road.
0: And when did uh, when did the atmosphere of Pluto become breathable? Because uh, well, we I so badly wanted eager to say we're a deep shit <laughs> <laughs> because they can't stay underwater because of the oxygen supply. Mm-hmm.
2: Right. So that
0: means you can breathe the atmosphere of Pluto. Right. So yeah. then every time they surface, couldn't they have sucked in more air and gone back down and sucked in more air and gone back down?
1: Yeah. I know I'm being nitpicky. <laughs> no, but that's but that's but that's a good point. When one of your major pieces of tension is, oh, we have a limited air supply, air supply.
3: There <laughs> I am, the Argos.
1: <laughs> no. When you have a limited amount of air supply, which is the best type of air supply? They, uh, you know, but then to have everybody on the surface breathing normally, it's like kind of defeats the purpose of it, you know.
3: Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: It's like, well, can't we just surface and, like I said, suck in some air, and then everybody go, oh.
0: <sighs> release. <laughs> Triangulation. That's why Captain Avatar is the captain. We'll just surface, let them fire, figure out where they're at, go back down. <laughs> and those shafts, I was reminded of Alien versus Predator when they're walking down that shaft.
1: yeah. Which is funny because I thought that the uh, Gamelon the Gamelon base, looks kind of like the Ark from Transformers. Mm. If yeah, you're right. It, like, tilted about thirty yeah. degrees one side. It's like here on this planet Earth, we shall continue our fight against the Decepticons. But <laughs> <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. uh, uh, now can't. All right, so they go. They're going down the quote-unquote exhaust port where the excess energy <laughs> comes out, and IQ Nine reprograms himself and cuts a hole in the side and they say that they've cut a hole into the generator room. Yes. Why didn't they just cut a bunch of holes
2: and, and let just it leave? blow itself up? And let it blow itself up <laughs> next time it fired. Boom. Done. No, we've got a whole intricate plot. Especially since they're in there and Sandor says, Be careful this place is a powder keg. <laughs> exactly. Just set your bombs there. Just why do we gotta keep going?
0: Uh.
1: <laughs> you know why? It's my two favorite words in the English language: plot contrivance. <laughs> yeah,
2: I think they, I. They, they had a limited air supply. They could they couldn't bring everybody back to the ship. They had to make sure at least half the crew got killed. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah, if they keep going this rate, they won't have anybody by the time they get to Iskandar. Yeah. <laughs> All I got to say is, uh, I think I would be dead if I tried to cross that room hand over hand. <laughs> yes. Because I don't think I, I would I would have put you know okay I'm up with both and one hand and whoops either that or I would have just bent IQ nine's arm and my feet would have touched the ground.
1: You know what I would have you know what guys I'll I'll guard right here. Yeah, you come <laughs> back and get me when you're done. Yeah. I'll stay here and guard the ship.
0: <laughs> uh, towards the end of the first at, um uh, of uh of part one. I think it's uh, Deslock that says. Uh, doesn't he say, Crip, you're an idiot"? <laughs> it's just what he says. It. You're an idiot. You're gonna love basically
2: because Gript comes in to say, "We think we've destroyed the Star Force," while Deslock's with the triplets. Mm-hmm. So that's. Don't yeah.
0: you see what I'm doing? He
2: actually <laughs> said, "You came in to interrupt yes, my sir. entertainment <laughs> for this." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Kid show, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Yes. <laughs> hey, hey, you know, that, you know, that, it, I, I got nothing. I got, <laughs> way to stay classy Japan. That's what I'm going to say. For that.
0: So the gun is destroyed and then you see like 30 odd ships flee the base. Like, <laughs> where are you guys going? Turn and fight. You've got all these ships and you're just turning tail. Yeah, but you've
1: seen how effective their ships are against the Star Force fighters. Would you Uh I did. I did like that though. That uh, that Deslock basically says that
3: they're they're not
1: allowed to return. Ganson and Bane are not allowed. I thought that was pretty. It was. It was cool from a cool like a cool story point, but it was very cool and cold on the part of Mm Deslock, and he doesn't really play much of a role in this story. But I liked him basically reminding you, hey, I'm the big bad here, not not these two, not Goofus and Gallant here on Pluto, you know. (laughs) So he, he had of lays down the laws like, yeah, you if you screw up, you know, you're not exi- you're not going to be coming back next week. You know?
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. And then Nova and Venture go out to, you know, can we go meet Derek as he comes flying back? <laughs> and what do they do? They they pile in the ship and neither one of them is wearing a helmet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like you were just like I said earlier, you were just an ocean nightmare.
1: All I could think is an avatar be like, Certainly, this isn't a military operation at all. Go greet your boyfriend. That's <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well I'll
0: just have Space Ocean down on my ass in a heartbeat. Yeah, great.
1: <laughs> space Ocean. There's no railings allowed in Space Ocean. <laughs> no <hills.
0: Well>, oh uh, <laughs> Space Ocean here. You gotta go you you gotta put a railing around that big gaping hole you got going to the engine room where a crewman Bob flew out
1: but he's going to just fall over the rail and die then if it's <laughs> yeah. for a rail there everybody knows that.
3: <laughs> uh,
1: I got to say though, all, all things considered, yeah, you can you can pick it apart, but you know, this was a lot of fun to watch. I mean, it for a two-parter, it seemed like an odd choice for a two-parter because there's not a whole lot of story here. It seemed yeah. like this could have been told in one part but except that so they like action. to <laughs> yeah, they they wanted yeah. to focus on the action. It's almost this almost says to me like, "Hey, we're going to compile this into a 45-minute feature that's going to play in a double feature in a in a cinema, you know?" Right. Kind of like Toei does with their they'll do that with their Tokusatsu properties. They'll make a a 45-minute uh, Super Sentai feature and a 45-minute Kamen Rider feature and release them in a, as a double feature because that's what this felt like. It's like, "Oh, okay, th- this would make a good like 44-minute home video OVA." Yeah. You know, not, not, it, it doesn't matter if you miss it, because there's not a whole lot of... The only real development is, hey, we stopped the planet bombs. You know, there's no big character moments, just a lot of action. Like I said, a lot of good ship-to-ship combat and stuff. But, you know, it's ultimately, it, it doesn't... Um, I mean, not not that any of these early ones are really advancing the plot a huge amount. But it, it was it was fun, but it didn't seem to have much in the way of uh, really lasting uh, impact. No,
2: no. Uh... I don't think we get lasting impact for a few
1: episodes yet, <laughs> unfortunately. Well, you know, you got to build, you got to turn the crank on that formula. You know, the, yeah. you got to build formula on a show that runs this long before you can break the formula and have anyone care. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to fight the bad guys of the week a few times before when you don't when you don't beat them, it's like, oh wait a minute, he didn't get beat at the end of the episode, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because our next ones
1: uh, are oh.
2: uh, the. The next episode is another shot from the, the credits, and then the one after that is probably one of my favorite episodes
1: of the entire run.
2: Oh, yeah, because that's... Um...
1: What's the asteroid ring is the next one, and then the one after right. that is We Will Return.
2: Yeah, We Will Return, That's that's where everyone gets to say one last goodbye to Earth. And it's a really good character moment for a couple of different ones. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, so, there's going to yeah. be some cool stuff in yeah. That, in... It's there. This is that one is basically the complete opposite of this. There yeah. is practically no action in it. It's entirely story and is some great character beats in that.
3: Yeah,
0: and then the asteroid ring. That's where. Oh, that's right. Isn't that where they launch out the little maggot things that yep. uh, attracts all the and they cover the ship?
2: Yeah, they with they basically the turn the Argo into. A big they giant argo shaped rock. Yeah, and that, <laughs> so that they can do repairs, and they're in an asteroid field, so they blend in, mm-hmm. and then they turn into a weapon.
0: Because, yeah, because you know,
2: we're be- humans. Yeah,
0: because then then they have that's where they've got the rotating ast- the ring of asteroids that they're using to block incoming shots. Right. Right. All right. For some reason, I thought that took place in the Common Empire one, but I guess it is here. oh well, they, no,
1: they no, stole okay. Starman Star Crash from <laughs> Mega Man Five. Very cool.
0: <laughs> See, that's why you're here.
1: <laughs> like what? Uh, well, like I said, I, I felt like for a you know for a, a, what's ostensibly at its heart and and an action space opera. Mm-hmm. You know, this was very action space opera for 44 minutes. So I really you know I. I I said it, it. There were parts of it a bit in the second half that, like, okay, well, th- this is a little bit of padding here to kind of pad this episode out. But uh, overall, I thought, you know, I mean, it's been at least ten years since I've watched any Star Blazers or Space Battleship Yamato, and I liked, I liked it. So I thought it was worth, I thought it was worth checking out. So I'm, I've been, I've been enjoying listening to you guys talk about it. So it was fun to actually watch it. You know.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, we've we've had a blast going back and covering it, wallowing in it,
2: <laughs> loving it, tearing it apart. <laughs>
0: Um, did you? Uh, one one thing I forgot to bring up early on, um, and maybe we'll do our email episode or email stuff at the end. Did we have we received any email? Uh, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay then.
1: Yeah. I I, look- I could write one really fast on the fly if you got. <laughs> <one>. <laughs> no, that's okay, sir. Dear anime freaks. Well, I, guess I never thought it would happen to me, but <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was with three Gamelon triplets. <laughs>
1: Or three, so that would be nine of them.
0: (laughs) Uh,
1: (laughs) Hello, Charlene, I'm Marlene. (laughs) Hello, Marlene, I'm Charlene. Chew your gum. Gum.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, if we had email, it would go here.
3: Yes.
0: But uh, did you give out, did we give, oh yeah, you
2: put it in the show notes. I put it in the show notes, but let's put it in the show. That way people don't read the notes.
3: Get
1: to us. It is. Or, or people who can't read.
2: <laughs> I really want to get an email from that person. <laughs> <laughs> so you can send us an email if you are so inclined at anime at com. Simple enough, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That works. Now we have gotten a lot of re-
0: response back on Facebook, so we have, and we thank everyone that's been. Uh, posting and liking, and, uh, we appreciate your listening and, uh, actually coming up soon. We haven't, uh, I don't think we've mentioned this on the show. I think we mentioned on Facebook We you talked about possibly at the midpoint of the season, we're going to break. And do an animated movie, but we have not really—I don't think we've 100% decided which one we're going to do, have we? No,
2: no, we haven't. And if any of you have a suggestion for what movie you would like us to cover, send us an email. Let us know. We we will definitely take all suggestions under advisement.
0: So we have that'll be this episode, which will go up ooh, probably in uh, probably a week or two, maybe or three. I'm not sure.
2: Before the end of the year.
0: Before the yes, definitely before the it, year. It, it it'll it'll be early
2: up. early December. Will, will
1: be it it will gonna. definitely go up by the time the listeners are hearing this. Exactly. Yes.
3: <laughs>
0: so we have at least two more shows before we reach the midway point. We have episode nine and ten to cover, and eleven and twelve. Also, oh, actually, three shows because then we'll just do the on pilot, which will be the midway point, point. Yeah. Uh, and then we'll break and do an animated movie. Um, I've got a couple animated movies, actually already in-house. I've got Akira, Vampire Hunter D, uh, what is it Something? Oh super, uh, super Atragon, which is about another it's another Japanese.
1: Super Atragon. Yep. Uh, actually Atragon was a, uh, a Tokusatsu film. They're both based off of a manga. Atragon was an early Toho uh, film, Toho, of course, being the studio that produces Godzilla and all the other Toho pantheon of monsters. That's where the monster Manda comes from, the giant Chinese dragon that you see in uh, Destroy All Monsters and at the beginning of Godzilla Final Wars.
0: Yeah, but this Uh, one isn't – this Atragon is based on a submarine,
1: Yes, the Gotenco, oh, okay. okay The big submarine that's that has a drill on the front and everything. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Gotenko and Atragon are the same ship, just to, to change their names depending on what where it's localized to.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, so
1: the Gotenko from Godzilla Final Wars is the same ship from Atragon. I see. Yeah. Except Don Fry doesn't captain it in Atragon.
0: <laughs> I take it Don Fry was in the Atragon movie. No, Don Fry was
1: in Godzilla Final Wars. It's a... <laughs>
3: oh
1: okay. You're making my head hurt. That movie makes my head hurt.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was one where the Godzilla 1998 showed up, wasn't it?
1: Yes, that's where where Zilla Uh, shows up and uh, he fights them in in Sydney. Yeah, and he gets wiped out instantly. Yeah, but the problem with that is that okay, Zilla gets wiped out instantly, but a lot of monsters get wiped out instantly in that film, (laughs) which is like I I was just literally I was having this discussion today, and that's the problem is like people who think oh this is this is an homage to the old school Showa movies haven't seen them. If you think that <laughs> short fights that are unsatisfying was the was the calling card of a show a film, you haven't watched them. No, <laughs> it's like wait, there's 15 minutes left. Let's let the monsters roll around. and Have no human dialogue for the next 12 minutes. All right, good.
0: <laughs> the only Godzilla movie I have on uh, like in my house is I picked up a few years ago. It was a videotape version of uh, Godzilla versus Biollante.
1: Excellent. Uh, yeah,
0: because I I had, ne- I had never seen it. It was at a Local store that does a lot of imports, and they had it I'm like, ooh, ooh, I gotta get this. That is that is a pretty kick-ass, good kick-ass. It
1: activity. is for a long time in this country that was the late that was the latest Godzilla film you could get legally, until Sony uh, eventually did. They did the, the balance of the Hayside films on VHS and then double feature DVDs. But for a long time, Godzilla's Biolanti was kind of the knee-plus-ultra of Dai kaiju in this country because that was the newest and best one you could get as far as effects and stuff. So I remember HBO Video released that movie, and then HBO mm-hmm. showed it all the time. And I lo- I've i watched that movie hundreds of times because of that. And I, and, I, and I own it, and I own it on DVD now, but that's still a, still a favorite of mine. So you knew what I was talking about before when I said The Fire Mirror.
0: Oh, yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yep, I
0: did. Because I was like, "Man, the fire mirror," and I'm like, "I know that." And and then you said, "Byline," I was like, "Oh, okay, that's right. That's where I've seen that." I know something.
1: <laughs> well, I've got a couple suggestions for anime features, so I'll I'll be sure to send those in. Uh, some d- different, you know. Uh, I say you mentioned Akira and Vampire Hunter D, kind of mm-hmm. two of the old, uh, old uh, standbys, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. And there's always like,
1: Fist of the North Star and Fist of the North Star. Yeah. I'm thinking like Fatal Fury, the mo- motion picture, personal favorite of mine from college, because mm-hmm. I love I love the Fatal Fury games.
0: No, no Legend of the Overfiend. No, thank you.
1: No, no, no.
0: <laughs> I've seen it and once or twice or three times is enough.
1: Once, twice, three times a fiend. So yeah. <laughs> I'm only 1.4 times a lady, so I don't yeah. really know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I was
0: in the navy, when, I don't know if I told this story out right here or not. One of the guys brought brought that movie on, and we all watched it. And we're all like, "What the hell's wrong with you?" <laughs> all right, run that again.
1: Yeah. <laughs> in the navy, nothing much
0: faces you. It's like that was sick. All right, play <laughs> it again.
1: <laughs> so anyone actually, wants to go you know, find it? One I know we had bandied about. Um, is, uh, if we want to do, uh, another crossover at some point in, uh, Hanna-Barbera actually did an animated feature film for the Ultraman series, which was called Ultraman USA. Hmm. And that is, it is available on YouTube. So that would might be, I've, 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 I want to say I've seen it once. Say, there, there were two, that's the second, uh, animated Ultraman. The one more, most people know better is the, uh, the, the Ultraman. Which features Ultraman Jonius and was the uh, Ultraman anime that became the um, the Ultraman and Ultraman Two OVAs here in the in the states in the 80s. But this one, like I said, it's done by Hanna Barbera, so it's got some of their stock effects animation and stuff in it, and it mm. features a, a team of three people who all become ultra heroes.
3: Oh, it's wow.
1: uh, it's pretty interesting stuff. If you again, if you have to like Ultraman, that's kind of a big caveat, but. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching an Ultraman film the other day with my wife, and uh, and and I said, "Oh, did because uh, she was she was playing a game on her computer while watching." It's like, "Oh, did you follow?" She's like, "Yeah, there, there was Ultras fighting." I said, "Oh yeah, okay, so you pretty much followed it then." <laughs> Got it. Okay, good.
2: Yeah, so you can look up for five seconds, and oh, okay, that's what. At <laughs> one
1: point, she said, "Oh, the red, the red and black guy's back." I was like, "Yes, that's Bela- that's Belial." She's like, "Oh, okay, back to her again." <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh well, uh, I guess we've kind of come to the end, and um. If, Luke, you would like to tell everyone where you can be found?
1: Sure thing. You can uh, always find Earth Destruction Directive. That's my home podcast where I talk about Japanese giant monsters and uh, the assorted uh, varieties and, uh, you know, versions of monsters that are out there of that type. Uh, You can find that at 2TrueFreaks.com. I'm also one of the co-hosts over on the vault of startling monster horror Tales of Terror. Also on 2TrueFreaks.com. That is our ongoing horror podcast. We just, uh, as we're recording this, the episode for Friday the 13th, Part 8, Jason Takes Manhattan, just dropped earlier this week. <laughs> and so that is, uh, we're continuing our look at the Friday series as we move from Paramount over to New Line. And we've got a new series coming out. Uh, I won't spoil what it is. I'm not sure if Chris. Honeywell has spoiled it or not, so I won't say what it is, but we've got a new series coming in to replace our Italian primer that just ended. So, again, check that out at Two True Freaks. And uh, you can also check out my uh, moderately updated Hawkman (laughs) blog at beingcarterhall.blogspot.com, which is my little um, blog covering all aspects of DC's Winged Warrior, Hawkman. If you're interested in any of that, please check it out. Um, So So that's where you can find me on the internet.
0: Okay, Uh, Gene, where can we find you?
3: Well,
2: you can find me here, obviously. Mm -hmm. I also have my own show, which I do normally by myself, but lately I've been having a lot of guests on, and that's the Hammer Podcast, also at Two True Freaks. Eventually, we are going to be getting back to the Quantum Cast on Two True Freaks. Uh, The co-host that I, I do that with has been a little busy, so we'll get back to that probably in the new year. And then there is the blog that started it all, which is thehammerstrikes.com, where I make a post every Thursday on whatever geeky topic goes into my head.
0: Cool. How about Uh, you, Bill? Oh, me? Uh, Well, obviously, just like you, I'm here.
1: (laughs) (laughs) If you lived here, you'd be home by now. (laughs) Exactly.
0: Uh, I'm also on Back to the Bins, Avengers Spotlight, and Walking Dead Wednesday, and I occasionally make little guest appearance here and there when people ask me to come on. So, and I'm pretty much mainly on the Two True Freaks Network as well. That's about that's about it.
1: I think you can also find Doctor Bell outside of Bush Gardens in Tampa, occasionally telling people, "I'm not going to say it's aliens." <laughs> <but> it's <laughs> aliens. <laughs>
0: I've I've got a haircut since then, so it's not not not, not quite as bad. Happy trails to you. Oh, Hurry, Star song. Blazers. Hurry up. <laughs> Hurry, get more prunes. They should get Slim Whitman to play Deathlock.
3: <laughs>
0: Slim Whitman. Yeah.
1: Ooh. Visit our website at twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is always spelled
2: T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S. You can email Two True Freaks directly at twotruefreaks at gmail.com. Two True Freaks and all of its excellent affiliates are available on iTunes, and you can choose to subscribe to either the entire network if you wish, or pick whichever individual shows you want to follow.